0: Holy Communion by St. Peter Julian Imard Continuing Chapter 44 Signs of the Spirit of Jesus In the combat which piety must sustain in the midst of the world, the struggle is so violent and offers so many opportunities for victory and merit that if people had the courage to fight bravely and without surrender, the world would be peopled with saints. But they lack courage. In the religious life, it is the passions one must combat. The evil of the outside world makes its way into this life more than one thinks. The air is heavy with it, and the eyes, the senses, make one aware of it. It is said that those who are evil instinctively recognize their kind. The good also sense the evil, but only to the extent of their own frailty. In addition to this violent strength, we must exercise the strength of patience. Whether you have consecrated yourself to a life of piety in the world or have embraced the religious life, you have dealt the decisive blow, have severed your bonds with the sword of Jesus Christ, the Red Sea is passed through, sing a canticle of victory, but you will need patience in crossing the desert. Remember that true strength does not strike one heavy blow and then take its ease, but goes on fighting and defending itself every day. This strength is humility itself, which never despairs, never surrenders. It is weak and it falls, but looking up to heaven, it prays for help, and then it becomes strong with the power of God himself the tortoise in the fable arrived before the hare. So, too, the man of generous nature, who labors steadily every day, will reach the goal sooner, in spite of his greater passions and defects, than one with more virtues and fewer vices, who wants to rest during his labors. Those people who sleep tranquilly, despising the little daily combats, waiting for some great occasion before entering the field of battle, will be quickly defeated. Likewise, a youthful vocation will be quickly spent unless it is given to patience. One would like to get everything done at once. That is impatience, and impatience will spoil every undertaking. What one desires most of all is to be free. One would not admit it, but that is what this fine zeal is at bottom, laziness. One wants to have done with it all in order to be at ease. Impatience is the common temptation of those who are in authority and it has its source in pride and laziness. For instance, you want to be rid of a matter you have already considered and decided in your own mind. Someone consults you, questions you. You already know what the person wants to say to you and you answer him impatiently. It little matters to you that he who consults you is in need of light. You are thinking of yourself, not his need. That is impatience. The patient man, on the contrary, sees his danger and answers deliberately. He lets no sign of haste escape him. He knows where he must strike. He waits for grace and gives it time to come to him. We all need this strength of patience for our lifelong battle. Without it, what will become of the hope and sweetness that belong to the service of God? You have received many graces, but only by your patience will they bear an abundant fruit. One act of patience is, after all, easy enough. But to remain strong and patient through an unceasing struggle, which must end only with life itself... ah! That is difficult. What our Lord asks of us is fidelity and sacrifice, nothing more. The good God always puts us at the starting point again, undoes our work so that we have to begin it it anew every day. The important thing is not to lose patience. It will lead us on to victory. The holy man Job saw himself deprived of everything. But patience remained, and was the pledge of his crown. Witness the words of the Lord. And in all these things, Job sinned not by his lips, nor spoke he any foolish thing against God. In its constant struggle, in its defeats, the soul cries, This will not do, this will never do. It loses patience and grows discouraged. And that is just what the devil wants. That is enough for him. Examine yourself, and you will find that almost all your sins spring from impatience. Your interior sins, I mean. One finds failures hard to bear, and if one could, would let everything go. Patience means loving God with humility I can do nothing of myself, but I can do all things in him who strengtheneth me. I am nothing. Grace everything. You must learn to leave time for your roots to go deep in the earth in order that you may be able to grow. So beware of discouragement from which almost all your faults spring. One must be patient with God too even more patient with him than with oneself. We read in the gospel that the tree which bears fruit will be pruned so that it will produce still more. This pruning seemingly disfigures and spoils it. So does God make the religious, the saint, undergo the sharp pruning of temptation. When we see we are doing well, we relax our efforts, which is logical. But the good God wants us to be saying continually, forward, again and always. We like so much to be told that we love the good God. (laughs) Above all, we like God to tell us so and make us feel it. But He will not. When we are satisfied, when we think we have God's approval, we have no more fears. But when He hides Himself and we think that He no longer loves us, that He is abandoning us, is against us, then we drop everything. God treats us like that because we spoil everything we touch. If he gives us a kind word, we immediately conclude we deserved it and we glory in it. It was only meant to encourage us, and we took it to be the just expression of our merit. It is ourselves we are considering. By making self our real aim, we are courting destruction. But God, who loves us with an enlightened love, cannot help us to bring about the loss of our soul. Therefore, He takes away our peace, sets us in the midst of battle, makes us put forth effort. Now is the time for strength and patience, for the trials to which the good God Himself subjects us are more painful than those which come to us from creatures we must arm ourselves with patience against God. I can do nothing, O my God, but though thou shouldst slay me, yet will I trust in thee. And God must indeed slay our old self in order that our spiritual self may live and commune freely with him. Let us ponder this matter well, for trials will come to us. Learn to await God's good time. Let grace come to fruition. Have patience. That is what makes the saints. Chapter 45. Mortification, sign of the spirit of Jesus. Always bearing about in our body the mortification of Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our bodies. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. Our Lord came to heal us and give us a more abundant life. We are sick by nature, having within us the germ of every spiritual malady. We can fall into sin without the action of the devil. We have power of ourselves to be lost forever. The devil tempts us, true, but he usually tempts us through our own nature. He is in connivance with our enemies within, has spies in the citadel, the evil tendencies of original sin remain in us and exercise more or less influence over us according as we oppose to them a lesser or greater degree of purity and strength. But temptations do not always depend absolutely on us. Besides those to which we ourselves give occasion, there are temptations which arise from the circumstances in which we live, others which come from the devil, and others still, which God Himself sometimes expressly allows. It does not depend on us not to be tempted. Thence this principle. We must be made whole spiritually and filled with a superabundant life, so that we shall be able to resist and struggle without exhaustion. Our greatest danger lies in being serenely sure of ourselves. At the very moment we are congratulating ourselves on being forgiven and in the state of grace, we fall again. But in order to be healed and possess true life, we must take to ourselves the spirit of our Lord and live by His love. His love is life. His spirit becomes the guide of our actions and sentiments. This spirit is mortification, mortification either from penance or from love. All else is falsehood and flattery. Search the life of our Lord. On every page you will find mortification. Mortification of body, abnegation, desolation, opposition. Mortification is the essence of our Lord's life and consequently of Christianity. To love is good. But love shows itself in sacrifice and suffering. This has been taken from Holy Communion by St. Peter Julian Amard. This and other books by St. Peter Julian Amard, The Apostle of the Eucharist, are available through MMR Publishing. Call toll-free 1-877-395-2320.